It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 263 of Locked On Raptors for Monday, January 22nd. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean, and the show is on Twitter as well, Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode. Of course, Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke. And you can find those all together, neatly organized for your listening pleasure on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Uh, make sure you check out the network, find a show that you like. If you're uh, on the NFL side, if you're an NF- a fan of the Eagles or the Patriots, make sure you're checking out the Locked On shows for those teams as they get ready for the Super Bowl. If you want to hear a post-mortem on the Vikings or Jaguar seasons, the Locked On shows for them as well. I'm sure it will be a somber listen today that you can check out um, but please make sure you find shows that you like, find hosts that you dig. And if you like a host or, or a show, make sure you subscribe to their show, leave a rating or review on their iTunes page. And you can do that with us. Find Lockdown Raptors on iTunes or Spotify. We're on Spotify now. Um, and leave a rating or a review on the iTunes page. It's the easiest way for you to help out the show. Uh, takes no time at all. Makes us more visible. Makes us more popular. It strokes my ego and all that good stuff. So uh, thank you to anyone who's already done it. And thank you in advance to, for, for the people who are going to take this advice and go do it themselves. Um, all right. On today's show, a very fun episode. I'm joined by Katie Heindel. She's a writer for Vice and Rappers Republic. Uh, a whole bunch of places around the internet, and we talked about lots of things. We, she wrote a piece today about the Raptors and how you can sort of look at their last few games and say, hey, maybe they're slumping, but maybe this isn't actually a slump, and this is just what happens in January. Um, so it was a really good piece. Check it out at Raptors Republic. Uh, and then we also talked about DeMar DeRozan, whether or not he's fun. Of course, there was lots of outrage today over DeMar DeRozan and whether or not he's fun uh, from a Ringer article that came out today. And like you guys know me, I'm not one for really caring about what people think about the Raptors, but... This ended up being a fun exercise, ranking DeMar in terms of fun level uh, with the rest of the All-Star starters. This was cool. Uh, and then we also talked about Jason Kidd, who sucks and got fired today, and it's great. Um, so uh, enjoy this podcast with Katie. It's a really fun one. Back again on Tuesday with, uh, I'm not exactly sure what just yet, but we will see. Uh, we'll definitely have an episode of some sort. Um, and before I get to the conversation with Katie, I want to tell you about a really fun thing that I'm doing on the Locked On Raptors podcast over the next few months, I'm guessing, because it's going to take a while to do. I am hosting the Locked On Raptors Andrea Bargnani Memorial Trivia Tournament. Uh, long mouthful of a name, but essentially uh, I'm making a bracket of bloggers and fans of the show, uh, listeners, and there's going to be a tournament of trivia. I'm going to have people on for episodes. We're going to record them. I'm hopefully going to record them on Sundays. We'll do two or three matchups per day until the bracket is all played out and uh, it's gonna be really fun I, I if you guys know I host trivia nights sometimes uh, through hoop talks uh, there should be another one coming up kind of soon actually if you want to keep an eye out for that um, but yeah it's a it's a really good time it, it's and so I wanted to bring it over to the podcast so what we're gonna do 
is, yeah, with the 32 people in it, uh, I'm going to make a bracket. Each uh, fan will play against a blogger in the first round. It's going to be great. Uh, Katie's actually going to be part of it, so that'll be fun too, uh, as will a whole bunch of the regular guests on the show, Vivek Jacobs, Sahal Abdi, uh, John Gotis, Dan Reynolds, uh, Josh Lewenberg's even going to be involved, Sirit Sohi as well. Some big-name people for you to come in and, and, uh, and go up against, so uh, we'll do too. Um, so we're going to have a, a listener like up against a, a blogger or a, or a writer or someone who covers the team in the first round, and the bracket will play out from there. If you want to be in it, make sure you send me a DM or an email uh, all that info you can find me on Twitter at Woodley Sean and my email's there uh, if you want to be in just send me your case I had someone today say that they have a tattoo of a throwback Raptors logo on their back I was like alright that is an automatic in someone referenced Lonnie Baxter in their reply to me that's an auto bid as well uh, I'm very easy to convince so if you want to be in the podcast special consider or be in the tournament uh, special consideration is going to be given to people who have given ratings and reviews on iTunes as well. Uh, very excited. All you got to do is have a Skype connection and uh, a Skype account and a reasonable internet connection so we can record it. And uh, I'll have them on Sunday as I'll make a little schedule so you can see when your matchup's going to be. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please, uh, I'll put a post up with all the details as well. But it's my pinned tweet right now with some shrewdly put together rules that I wrote to get in five minutes when I came up with the idea this afternoon. Um, so the Locked On Raptors, Andrea Bargnani Memorial Trivia Tournament. It's going to start next. Next Monday, so I'll record the first round of matchups on Sat on Sunday, sorry, the 28th. Um, and if you want in, make sure you send me an email or a DM. And if it's if there's enough response, I might ex- expand it to 64 uh, contestants as opposed to 32. I said 32 for now because it's hard to get that many people involved. But if there's a really good response, I can always expand it. So uh, please do that. Check out LockdownRappers.com. I'll have info up there by tonight or tomorrow and uh, my Twitter account as well. And shoot me a DM or an email if you want to be part of the tournament. It's going to be tons of fun. All right, let's get to the conversation now with Katie Heindel. We will be back again on Tuesday, as I said, with uh, an episode of some sort. We'll see. Maybe a mailbag or something like that. I haven't done one of those in a while. Uh, Until then, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the conversation with Katie. Have a good one. All right, joining me now on Locked on Raptors to talk about her piece today at Raptors Republic, uh, a writer at Raptors Republic and a bunch of other places uh, around the internet. It's Katie Heindel. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm great. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time to jump on the show. Uh, lots of stuff to get to. It was a busy weekend. We're not really going to touch on the Spurs and uh, Wolves games like in depth. We'll just kind of use those as just sort of part of the sample of the last 12 or so games that we're going to talk about. Um, I guess your piece today, the, the main crux, was that it might seem like the Raptors are in a bit of a slump right now. And like if you look back the last two weeks, you know, they've had kind of close games against like the Heat and the, the Nets that probably shouldn't have been as close as they were. Uh, they've had a couple losses, of course, mixed in there as well. Not exactly the most impressive offense against teams like the Pistons. Uh, kind of uneven over the last couple weeks. But your main argument was that it's not really a slump. It's mostly just ha- it's January and this is what happens in January. Um, I guess we can start with like elaborate on your feelings on where the Raptors are at right now. Like it's I, I'm kind of with you. I mean, people know me. I'm Captain Optimism with the Raptors. But um, like after the last 12 games, which is probably the toughest part of the schedule, are you feeling confident with the team or is there any trepidation with what's going on? Like how's your how would you sum up how you're feeling with the team right now? I feel fine. Yeah. <laughs> I feel uh, I, no, I feel good. I think what was like the funniest thing to me when I was writing that so I was like yeah and lo- like, these last couple of games like they didn't feel the greatest like there certainly wasn't as much energy as there was in the, the ones prior like immediately prior mm-hmm. I was like you know but it felt like I was writing about like three losses in a row yeah then I realized like oh there's only one like it's not <laughs> even a slump like it's just it's just felt that way I think because the energy's 
fallen off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I feel good. Like I don't, I really don't think it's, I think it's way too early to, to be freaking out or anything like that. I think it's like, this is such a rough time of year in the league in general. Everybody's like looking forward now to the all-star game and the break. I mean, even good teams are just like, what's going on with everyone yeah. sort of, <laughs> not that the Raptors aren't a good team, but you know what I mean? Like the top, the top teams. Oh, yeah. um, no one's like killing it right now, except I guess the Warriors. But other than that, it's like, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. To the, to your point about the, like the the last two games, I mean, like struggling against the Nets, but like specifically, like I was at that Pistons game last week as well as the Spurs game, and like both of those games going into them, I was just like, I just feel like these are going to be strange, almost losses, like for no reason. Yeah, the Pistons you know, one like, was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry it was super weird. Um, and like, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go, go, go ahead. Sorry, I keep stepping on you. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, I think, I think it was last year I saw them play the Pistons again. Like, I'll, I like, I do secretly love the Pistons, so I'll Ooh. see them whenever they're in town. But like, they're usually a very exciting team to watch, an exciting matchup, kind of like it can get a bit sloppy and like scrappy, but in a more fun way. But uh, I don't know. It was just like super flat. Like, everyone was sort of struggling. Like, Drummond wasn't even very good at all. Like, Boban maybe had the game of his life, but that was about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one was super flat. I remember, like, there was, like, three or four foul calls in the first, like, two minutes. And it was just like, oh, no, this Uh is going to take forever. Um, Uh It was... Yeah, kind of a dead week. That Sixers game on Monday, too. I mean, 1 o'clock start, and Kyle was just totally not right in that one. Thankfully, he's kind of rebounded. And I guess if like you're looking for optimism after the last few games, which, again, they were 2-1 and one after the last three, 2-2 two and two the last week, what, they're 4-4 four and four over the hardest part of their schedule the last two weeks, just playing all those games in the span of, like, 13 days. Um, like, I, I think the way Kyle played over Friday and Saturday, Saturday in particular, like, man, he was... Uh, he was out of his mind against the Wolves. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's, uh, there, there's optimism to be had. But, like, if you're looking back over the last two weeks and there is anything that concerns you, is there something that comes to mind, like, that could, is something you're keeping an eye on maybe for, like, the the coming weeks to see how it sort of shakes out? Because there are, like, a few things, I guess, but... Um, is there anything that really sort of stands out to you as something that, like, while you don't think the Raptors are particularly in a slump or anything like that, that you are kind of keeping an eye on and monitoring? For, like, the next few games? Yeah, or, or like, could be, like, a larger issue going forward if it continues through the next few games. Um, no, honestly, like, there was nothing, like, I don't, I don't want to, like, this is so tired, I feel like to say, but, like, it, it was most worrying on like on with like the calls the calls like uh against the wolves like it was very strange like it was like really really stop and go but there's nothing you can do about that Mm -hmm. um and i think they did a relatively good job of just like like i i feel like last year the raptors were much worse at kind of bouncing back or like not really paying attention to calls yeah like they would really like it would slow them down 
Um, and it just seemed like they couldn't they couldn't move past them. But this year, it doesn't seem like it's really bothering them that much. Yeah. So, like, maybe I would have been worried about that before, but, like, not now. Yeah, they've been, like, uh, the last few weeks, I think it's kind of been like this around the league. It's been very, mm-hmm. like, anti-ref sentiment going on. And I feel like the Raptors have gotten into that. But, like, credit to them. They didn't get a tech or anything against the Wolves. So that's a step in the right direction, I suppose. Because, like, like DeMar and Kyle can get a little... Especially Kyle, he can get a little Chris Pauly when it comes to complaining yeah. about calls, but um, I <laughs> but guess... like somebody, honestly, like somebody has to, and he won't ever not do that. Yeah. So it's it's fine. It's like par for the course. I think I'd be more worried if he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kyle's um, always gonna give all of the shits, so I'm not. I don't yeah. think we have to be concerned about him not uh, doing that. Um, mostly, I'm just like worried about this energy thing. This like real drop off but i i think like i said uh the piece today i think like this this bit of the rest before the hawks game right is probably going to be all that they need i mean i don't know it's funny like the hawks and and utah like coming up next those are also two games where like they weirdly it might be close for no reason yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but i think if they don't if the energy doesn't come back by by sunday like against the Lakers I think then then we might be in some hot water yeah I, I'm gonna sort of err on the side of like even that that Wolves game like they could have easily just packed it in down eight with like five minutes left but they didn't um uh-huh. so that's encouraging I suppose and yeah the energy stuff this I think you know people are kind of in the Raptors bubble but I think this kind of applies to pretty much every team like good teams totally. don't care in the middle of the regular season when you're on pace to win 50 some odd games like you're gonna go through spurts where you just care less and i don't think there's anything to be too anything to be too concerned about if there is something that i'm a little keep my eye on it might be og um he's looked a little like the starting five has been pretty bad offensively lately i'm not sure how much of that is og or how much of it's surge or whoever but um both of those guys i think the raptors right now have five guys in the bottom 10 in three-point shooting over the last month which is kind of concerning OG's in there, Um, and but I mean they're ten and six over the last calendar month, so I guess factor in like when those guys are making shots, they're they're gonna win many more games. But um, OG hasn't been great. The the starting five I think has like a one hundred point five offensive rating or something like that over the last seven or eight games, which is uh, would be like the worst offense in the league. That's not what you want. But the defense has been really good too. Um, So (laughs) it's a trade off. Yeah, yeah. So are you concerned about OG at all? Like whether or not like maybe the minutes are catching up to him. I mean, this was a guy who wasn't even really supposed to be playing until like a month ago. If that Um, is that something that worries you? Like, are you eyeing like Norm Powell and thinking, hey, buddy, maybe you're going to be back starting soon, or what's what's going on there? No, I'm actually more worried about Powell. And like yeah. have been for a little while, and just like quietly watching and sort of hoping it's like maybe some mentality thing, you know? Like I don't. He's just like he's missing so many shots. Like he his 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 head like doesn't seem to to be in the game. Like when they're like when he's in in the middle of a play, like he's just yeah. he's just looking a little lost. I mean, OG, I think like I I think I'd agree with you. Like it's probably just a case of minutes catching up to him. Like. It's a lot for him to be playing, and he he's been running so hot, and like he was running hot like starting, and also like getting thrown in with the bench. So like yeah. I'm sure they were really feeling themselves, and then to have a bit of like the last few like honestly like not even bad games, but just like a different pace. Mm-hmm. 
he's a young like he's a rookie like he's a young guy like that I think that that'd be more likely to mess with him a little bit mm. but Powell to me is more concerning because I don't feel like he is in a position to to start right now no I, I would be terrified if there was like an injury. I mean, I guess they'd throw Miles in there based on how they're playing right now. But even then, Miles has been a little hot and cold of late too. Um, he's shooting uh-huh. pretty terribly of late. So yeah, it's uh, it's just I'm not super worried about OG. Like he's only playing 21 minutes a game. I guess like that's not as that's actually lower than I thought it would be. Um, it feels like he's getting up to 30 a lot of nights. But you know, I, I feel like they'll be smart with him. And I'm. I'm like again. It's so hard doing a daily podcast about the team and not having anything to be like angry about. But um, which is good. I mean, like yeah. it's a nice lecture to have, right? You're not like freaking out every day. Like, oh yeah, I feel. Team? You're like this yeah. team seems fine. <laughs> I feel really bad for the host of like Locked On Magic. Um, yeah. Shouts, shouts to Philip. I feel bad for you, buddy. <laughs> it's, oh, uh, thinking of you. Yeah. <laughs> I think the defense is really good. I think this, if I if we learned anything over the last two weeks, I think it's that the Raptors' defense is like legitimately awesome, and that they're going to be able to sustain it against really good teams. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I'd agree. It's looking really good, and I think they're just like, I mean, it's nice to see JV rebounding again, uh, and not just like kind of flaking. Not yeah. that he stopped, but just like he he wasn't there when he should be. And I think they're they're playing really like like they like every rebound matters you know mm-hmm. and they're also just playing like i think they're just playing really smart and tight close defense mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's and it's really fun to watch like it's fun to watch them kind of like muscling up like that you know <laughs> yeah jonas having a weird defensive renaissance has been well weird um but it's, it's He's cool just like he can sense it he can sense <laughs> it like his name might be on the table or like stuff on the table. As soon as trade he machine like, season kicks yeah, up, he yeah. He, he perks right up. <laughs> His sixth sense kicks in. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about uh, another sort of. I guess it was a negative thing that came out today from uh, the Ringer, aka Boston.com. Um, <laughs> look, I I really hate getting like uh, oh respect the Raptors e. Um, like I don't really care all that much and people who are like oh cover the Raptors more it's like no like cover, what, come to my thing I cover the Raptors here come click on my stuff um, that, that's great if no one else covers them that, that's that, that's good for clicks but um, the ringer today did a thing they were talking about the all-stars and they said that DeMar DeRozan's not fun which is an interesting stance to take because uh, DeMar DeRozan's very fun and obviously a pair of biased parties on this show right now but um, uh, I don't know. Where do you think the DeMar DeRozan isn't fun take comes from? Like nowhere. I don't. I didn't <laughs> even understand that. Like I thought it was the la- like. To be honest, I just feel like it's so lazy. Like it's just kind of goes back to the fact that like so many of these dudes like they just straight up. I don't think they watch the Raptors. And like whether that's because like the games aren't being like shown on TV as yeah. much, which we know they aren't, but like. I don't really think you have any excuse, like, being in that position to just, like, say, oh, I don't really, like, one, I don't, like, know this guy. Like, I'm not, I think he said he's, like, not, I'm not too familiar with him. Like, he's good, but I don't know. But he's not fun. Yeah. So it's, like, already, it's, like, what are you, like, what are you saying? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, so I thought we could do, I I totally agree. I think it's lazy. I think uh, anyone who's watched Damar this season would say that he's very fun. He, like, he the, the 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 take on the ringer literally made fun of Demar's footwork as something that's not fun, which is insane. Um, and asked like so fun. asked like Eric Bledsoe <laughs> how fun or just like de- de- destructive Demar's footwork can be. Um, like it's it's really cool to watch if you actually pay attention. So I thought we could do this. Um, it, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the app Face Smash. I think that's what it's called. I don't know Face Mash. Whatever the hell it was. The terrible, awful, demeaning app that Mark Zuckerberg created in the social network, and I'm assuming in real life as well, because um, that movie's definitely 100% accurate. Uh, I, I, we, we, I thought I would take this to d- comparing DeMar DeRozan to the rest of the NBA All-Star starters, and we would decide whether or not they are more fun than he is. I, I have a feeling he's not going to be dead last, as they, would, uh, as they were suggesting today. I think, yeah, the crux of the ringer piece was that, like, they wanted the draft to be with all the players involved, starters and non-starters, so they could see which starters would, would fall down the draft order, and their bet was DeRozan because he's not fun. Um, like, it was so mean. It was also yeah. just like, we we don't want to see him get picked. Yeah, <laughs> super weird. Where are you, before we get into this, where are you on the whole, like, they're not televising the All-Star draft thing? Because I personally think it's stupid that they're not. I think the, the very well-paid adult men can handle being the last of the 24 All-Stars picked. Um, oh, Oh no! Yeah, you're you're only the twenty fourth like most popular player in the world. Oh no! Oh no! Um, <laughs> are you are you pro or anti televising the draft? I mean, it's gonna leak anyway. But what? Yeah. Are, where are you at on that? I, I guess I'm like pro for my own feelings because I think like it like I, it would kind of be ups- like I'd be upset for everyone, like even <laughs> guys I don't really like that much. Um, but I'm anti because it would be pretty entertaining, and like you said. People are going to watch it somehow, anyway. Oh, so, like, the NHL literally did this for two seasons, like, half a decade ago, and it was awesome. It was, like, the best thing the NHL's done since the lockout season in 05. Um, like, Phil Kessel got picked last, everyone laughed, and he got a free truck out of it. I'm like, okay, this is good for everybody. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think it would be even more fun with NBA players who actually have personality. So, totally. Yeah. But so, okay, let's go through the nine other starters and we'll determine whether or not we think they are more fun than DeMar DeRozan in an all star setting. Like, maybe in an actual game, it, it's different, but in an all star setting, like, what are you looking for from an all star, I guess, before we get into it? Because for me, like, I'm looking for someone who can throw down dunks, uh, maybe throw some cool passes, potential of, like, sideline shenanigans, like, shack level stuff, I suppose. Um, but like, is there anything else that you're looking for from an all-star to make them an entertaining all-star? I guess like, I mean, I think I'm, I'm pretty biased. Like when, when I'm like, when they're talking about who's fun, like I'm, I'm primarily concerned with like shenanigans, right? like or shenanigans, but yeah, like the the flashy kind of like flourishy stuff is also fun. Um, yeah, so probably like a good, a good mixture, uh, of, well, actually heavier on the shenanigans, and some, like, flashy stuff in the game. Okay. Well, with DeMar, you get the potential, if Kyle makes the game, you have the potential of shenanigans between those two, and also just fun 
hookups like when they played for Team USA. Um, shouts to Vivek Jacob, our regular contributor on both Raptors Republic and this podcast. Uh, he did a thread of all the, the great DeMar dunks over the years uh, and why he is fun after this whole thing came out. And there are a lot. I think Will Liu also tweeted out a video of just all of DeMar, DeMar's crazy dunks with Team USA a couple years ago, and there was just like 10 of them. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, DeMar's fun. Is he more fun than LeBron James? Let's start with LeBron. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Is that like a bold, a bold take? Like, I think, uh, I think at this point, like, I think LeBron in his personal life is an incredibly fun player. Yeah. It's like hanging out on the beach and by himself, you know, singing and drinking wine. Like, that's great. Like, a really fun dude. But, uh, like, I don't know. Like, LeBron just, like, will do what he's going to do in the All Star game. In all of his games, pretty much, you know. Yeah, I, like, I don't like, think he's going to turn it up too much. I also feel like in an All Star game with LeBron, there's always like very high Sacramento Kings Rondo potential, where he's just like unnecessarily <laughs> hunting for assists that he doesn't have to hunt for when he could just throw a dunk down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would agree. I think in an All Star setting, I would take Demar over LeBron. I think there's also like the like. The level of happiness to be there, and I feel like Demar would appreciate it a lot more and sort of have more fun with the moment than LeBron, who's been there 15 years in a row or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So we're taking Demar over LeBron in terms of fun at the All Star game. Kyrie Irving. I like that you started. I like that you started very strong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just going with the East here. Uh, Kyrie Irving. Is oh, definitely. See, I kind of disagree there. Um, I mean, I think Kyrie is unbelievably lame, and I think it's really stupid that we think it's cool that he just believes just comically <laughs> incorrect things. But um, I think Kyrie in an all-star game, like, he's won MVP before. He'll jack it if he wants to. Um, he Like, the crossovers are fun, I suppose, although it's not like anyone's playing hard defense, so how necessary are the crossovers? Or how common are they? But I, I would say I would give Kyrie the slight edge in terms of, like, on-court fun. Um, the potential of a Kyrie dunk is, is, like, short guy dunks are fun in the All-Star game. This is mm-hmm. a bonus that Kyle Lowry has. Um, I'm here for short guy dunks. But, uh, like, it's a dead heat, I think, almost between Kyrie and Demar. I think I'd maybe give Kyrie a little bit of an edge. But if, like, I, I'm talking about guys that I want to hear, like, sideline interviews with or mic'd up, give me Demar all day because Kyrie will just... Say some whack shit, and it won't be funny, but everyone will think it's endearing. Um, if Kyrie's, like, gonna go off because he's, like, free now from LeBron, and he's like, this is my chance, like, this is my game, my all-star <laughs> game, then, yeah, like, maybe I would give him the one-up on DeMar, but otherwise, no. <laughs> oh, if he just goes into the game and just completely cold shoulders LeBron the entire game? Um, mm-hmm. I guess it, we don't know if they're gonna be on the same team, and I would imagine LeBron's not gonna pick Kyrie. Um, you never know. He's like, he, I could see him doing it, like, just to, to do it, be like, you're mine. Like, you're not. I take you, kid. <laughs> Picks him first. <laughs> oh, okay, now, it has to be televised. This is ridiculous. Come on. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Kyrie over tomorrow. Uh, Giannis. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, like that. Okay, to me, that's like a that's like a real that's a tie. Yeah, I think like Indiana's is like the dunks we're hopefully gonna see. Um, 
and just like I think his general how stoked he's going to be to be there yeah. will be so much fun to watch but um you know yeah like I don't know is he like he's not a big like personality player like when he plays anyway he's like very he can get like quite intense but he's not like he's not really like goofing around I guess I've always kind of thought of him I've thought of him as kind of like lovable and teddy bearish um, totally so like yeah I don't know, maybe he's, like, just lugging a Jugo juice on the sidelines. Um, <laughs> lugging it just like an 80-pound Jugo juice, dragging it around. Uh, yeah, and, like, Giannis will be, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but Giannis will be all happy and freed from Jason Kidd. Also um, free. So many people are free. Yeah. Um, not forced to play a really stupid defense in the All-Star game. He can just kind of be Giannis. Um, I'll take Giannis over to Mar 2, but again, very close. The East team is very fun. Um, and the next guy is not even fair. Joel Embiid, I think, safe to say, is the most fun All-Star. Oh, I would disagree, but, like, yeah, oh. I think he'll be, yeah, he'll be, he'll be, this is very hard. Like, I find it very interesting that you've, you've, you've voted for DeMar once. <laughs> I know. Well, the, we're going to get to the West, which is very like, lame. Like, I soon. feel a bit slated. Yeah, that might be easier. Yeah, but, the West um, is super lame. Uh, yeah, I think for Embiid is the only clear choice for me in terms of like other guys in the East okay. over Demar. They've all been like either no or one tie, but this mm-hmm. is the first like yeah, just just over him. Yeah, Joel's just. I mean, he's probably gonna like tweet from the bench. Um, yeah, he'll he'll talk shit to somebody. I'm sure. Uh, like, what if he like dunks on somebody in the game and then. Posts to Instagram, like Instagram's a picture of the dunk from the bench the next time he sits down. Like that, there's real potential for that. So, because of that, I have to give him uh, the nod over tomorrow. Let's get to the the lamer conference. Uh, Kevin Durant. Is there um, anything fun about Kevin Durant in an All Star game? Like I, I don't know if I'm just like alone in the universe, but like I really find Kevin Durant fun in how like kind of square he is like I think he's just sort of like he's he's very fun in his own way and he's like always having a good time and he's just sort of like waiting to either be let in on the joke or for everybody to kind of like get his joke which like I don't know what still it is still waiting but, for that I think yeah <laughs> um I don't know he I'd say like no like compared to Damar not as fun but uh like I think I don't know he, like he'll be he'll be more fun to watch than Kyrie has that. <laughs> That's uh, I'm I'm waffling on Kyrie a bit. I do think the revenge factor, <laughs> like, and Kevin's gonna have this too if he's up against Westbrook. Like, there will be something there, I'm sure. Um, right. I really like this like cross matching of teams thing. I, I'm pretty stoked for it. But last year it was like very like heartwarming to watch them both play in the All Star game, Durant and Westbrook. Yeah, but just wait for like the last five minutes of a game where Russ is trying to get the MVP, and <laughs> and Durant is not trying to let it happen, and he's actually like def- defending him in the last five minutes when it's one eighty five, one eighty. Yeah, like four hundred. Like, <laughs> it's not, but I don't know. Do you, like I, I guess I wouldn't have thought like anyone's really trying to prove anything in this game. Like certainly not to be like this is what's going to turn it around for me in the MVP decisions. Oh, I, I suppose that's fair. I'm just thinking like. Petty. I mean, the NBA is the home of petty. It's where petty happens. So I figured that's that could be kind of on the table. But yeah, I think in terms of style of play, like I don't really want to watch Durant like ISO step backs for 
50 minutes or 48 minutes or whatever it is. So, um, I think it depends what he writes on his shoes, what he writes <laughs> on his own shoes. He's going to write the, the, the draft position that he was taken in on his shoes. <laughs> Prove him. <laughs> Prove him is good. That would fit. Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry, is he more fun than DeMar in an All-Star game? No. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, no, he's like bottom of the list for me. Because, again, it's like it's very similar to LeBron. It's like everything Steph's going to do in the All-Star game, like you already see him do every single game. I don't know, like, if we're so spoiled to, like, be making complaints like that. Yeah. He's <laughs> but, super corny. Like, Yeah, like he's, he's not really going to – be pulling out any like stops and if if he does like i don't know you know it's like he'll be like looking around and like making sure everybody saw it like of course everybody saw it stuff like <laughs> yeah he's, he's too corny <laughs> to be uh that much fun yeah i'm with you there uh so tomorrow over steph pretty easily uh anthony davis you know what like <laughs> i don't i don't know because i i just feel like He's been a big kind of question mark right. so far this season, but like uh, I, I want him to be and have so much fun at the All Star Game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tie him up with Demar. Yeah, I think it's a dead heat. I think Davis is the kind of guy who will win the MVP of the All Star Game without really trying, because yeah. he'll just like throw down a hundred crazy dunks. I think he did that last year. He was just like insane in the first half at least just every time he got the ball he was dunking on somebody and like there's diminishing returns with all-star game dunks as you go along but uh davis is freaky enough to make it fun and like the potential of like him and cousins teaming up for some like cool alley-oops i'm down for that yeah Um, he's like the opposite of steph curry like curry will be like look at what i did and davis be like what did what did i do yeah what what that's that's nothing for me i do this on the nightly you just never watch the pelicans so you don't know (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, Demarcus Cousins. While we're on the topic, uh, is more he more fun, fun than Demar? Man. More fun, for yeah? sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just staring at his smiling face in the All Star <laughs> portrait right now. I love Boogie so much. <laughs> See, I think Demar's more fun than Cousins in an All Star situation because, like, I don't really think Boogie's one for like a ton of fun. Uh, like in general, what do you wait? What do you mean? <laughs> In the game, I don't know. He doesn't like really exude fun. He more exudes to me like in game. Like I, I could do some. I could like play defense, but I won't. Um, and that's perfect for the All Star game. That's true. He does. <laughs> he does fit the motif. He will get the most cherry picked buckets of anyone in the game. Um, but no, I just think like I'd rather watch Demar throw down an alley oop from Lowry than I would watch Cousins back a dude down in the post for like a shack dunk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last guy, so you're taking DeMarcus over, over DeMar? I am. Okay, I'll take DeMar over DeMarcus, but it's not too, too far off. Last guy of the starters, uh, James Harden. No. No, no. not <laughs> even a little bit. <laughs> too serious for fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too serious, too married to step back threes. Um, like, not much of a dunker, really. Can James Harden no. dunk? Can he? I'm sure. I guess he can dunk. Does he? No. No. Will I... he? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, in the All-Star game, I'm sure he'll happen into one or two, but I, I just, I, I don't really, he's not the most joyful player to watch in a regular season game, let alone an All-Star situation. So yeah, I think if we're looking at the nine All-Stars, DeMar's probably like number three or four, depending on 
whose list you take between yours or mine um, in terms of level of fun. So, like, eat it, The Ringer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the gospel. The, this Raptors podcast is the only... I just want to, like, can I say one more thing about it? Yeah. Like, the one line that I was just, like, I mean, I was already, like, steaming, but then I was, like, fuming... Was that merch list thing? They were like, yeah. well, of course, like, just take a look at those, these most recent, like, <laughs> merch revenue ratios from the last whatever, and, like, the Raptors aren't even on there. It's like, yeah, no doubt, like, even the convenience store at the top of my street has, like, bootleg LeBron jerseys that all the high school kids buy. Like, no, nobody's, like, this is not a surprise, nor is it, like, a fact as to why, like, a player on the Raptors is fun or not. It was so weird. It's literally the, the the exact same as like the TV argument, like the oh they're not a national TV so ergo he's not fun. Also not a, a thing. So yeah. No. Yeah. No, not at all. Like uh, it, I don't know. It, everyone, I was so happy today to just see like all the 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 rage kind of like coming together <laughs> <laughs> in support of Demar on like Toronto Raptors Twitter. Um, but like it, I don't. It was just like. And it was, I mean, I guess jokes on us, like, it was such a, t- a tiny, small little feature, but, like, it was just so dumb and, like, so lazy. Yeah, I say that I'm anti-defending the honor of the Raptors when it comes to national media, but, hey, we just recorded a half-an-hour podcast about defending the Raptors in terms of the, <laughs> their respect in the national media, so. You uh, said you needed some stuff to talk about, so. This is go. true. We, Here's we, your drama. We you successfully did that. Uh, <laughs> last thing before I let you go. You were very happy that Jason Kidd got fired today, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't, like. I don't. I truly don't want to be dramatic, but I felt like a giddiness in my stomach, <laughs> like when I heard that news. And I like found out. I was in a meeting. I like found out a little bit, like half hour or so after, and I was just like, I gasped. <laughs> yeah. It's something that I've been like saying mostly to myself and like my annoyed <laughs> friends. Like, this is gonna happen. It should happen. When will it happen? And then for it to just happen, I was like, you know, like trumpets, trumpets in heaven. <laughs> it's pretty exciting if you're a Bucks fan. Um, I'm glad I follow a lot of Bucks people because they played in the playoffs last season, and I just never stopped following them. And Bucks Twitter is usually pretty good, but they've been angsty as hell this year. Um, mostly, I think, because of Kid and uh-huh. his very silly defense and the fact that he sucks. Um, <laughs> are you? Is, is the Raptor fan in you a little concerned about this? Because the Bucks become scarier without Kid, right? Um, I think they become, like, they're going to, they're definitely going to have, like, they're going to be on fire, I think, for the next little while because they'll just be, like, out from the shackles of this, like, evil man. <laughs> um, like, I, and also, like, I don't hate Jason Kidd because of his, like, coaching style. Like, oh, it's because he's a really detestable person. Ter- yeah, he's a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Um, so I think they'll probably be really stoked and, like, that will be reflective in the way that they're playing. And I think, like, I'm not, I'm not worried about it in the short term because, like, they're going to have to do that. But I do think, like, I don't know, like, if we want to guess who they might get to be the new coach. Shout out Jeff Van Gundy, maybe. Yeah. Um... <laughs> but... Like, I, I guess I'd be worried if, like, that continues. But unless they get, like, they're, they're also going to be kind of thrown into a precarious position, I think, like, halfway through the season. Like, you never know how that kind of stuff yeah. might gel, right? Like, it's seemingly a great thing, but, like, maybe it totally is a disruptive thing for them. 
It doesn't sound like they loved him. I mean, Chris Haynes said that Giannis was pretty upset, but it doesn't sound yeah. like anyone else really cared. Um, so maybe there will be a little bit of happiness. I'm sure Matthew Dellavedova cared. I'm sure he liked him a lot. Uh, <laughs> That's another guy who I just like. I was just hoping like maybe he got fired too, <laughs> or maybe he was like, "I'm leaving. I won't play on this team without Jason Kidd." I that would be again good for the Bucks, bad for fans of teams that might play the Bucks down the road. Because uh, <laughs> gotta tell you, Matthew Dellavedova minutes are a gift when you're playing the Bucks in a playoff series. Um, it's like a gift to watch because it gives you something to scream at. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As like an opposing fan, but I don't know. Are like, are you worried about Uh, what happens with the Bucks now? I'm worried about them playing like a normal defense, and then that being a little harder to crack. Um, Uh Because it seemed like the last two games they played, they were just like, okay, we're gonna go back to our old offense because we can definitely beat this defense now, and it's super predictable and easy, and we're gonna get open threes on every single possession. Um, and I don't think they're going to play super-duper aggressive anymore. So that's one issue you got to deal with, I suppose. Um, and I guess, honestly, if you're looking at it from like the Eastern Conference standings, it's probably a good thing if you think they're going to be better because of this. Right now, the Bucks are the eighth seed. If they can get up to the sixth or higher, then that avoids a first-round matchup with them, which I think most Raptors fans would kind of enjoy because uh, they're terrifying, and Giannis can win a series on his own. So um, ultimately, this might actually end up being an okay thing from a Raptors perspective if we have to tie everything to the Raptors, but um, it's a good thing for the NBA that Jason Kidd is not employed right now. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Katie, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I'd yeah. love to trash talk Jason Kidd for another half hour. <laughs> so if you want to do like a specials podcast, <laughs> I'm down for it. We'll do a history. We'll do like a history, a history style podcast where we go back to the day where he spilled his drink, and uh, go back and <laughs> analyze that entire nonsense. Shows to Tyshawn Taylor. Um, Katie, where can people check out your work? Um, all over the place, but I guess probably you could follow me on Twitter. Uh, that's where everything goes these days. <laughs> At whatevs? Whatevs. All right. That is a, an excellent Twitter handle. This was an excellent podcast. Uh, we'll have you on again soon. You're going to be part of the Locked on Raptors uh, trivia tournament of champions, so this is going to be exciting. We'll have you on for your first round matchup at some point in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. And uh, first and last, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the uh, the upstart 16 seed who uh, at least hangs close until the, maybe you're a 15. 15s win sometimes in the tournament. Could be. Could yeah. be me. I think you're underestimating your abilities. Um, we'll we'll see. It's not going to be that hard. Probably we'll see. Um, <laughs> but until then, thank you so much, Katie. We will talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.